Welcome to the Swim Swam Podcast. I'm your host, Coleman Hodges. Joining me today, we've got a very special guest. She is an NCAA All-American from the University of Michigan. She's a Pan-American champion, and she just made the move back to Arizona today. We are talking to Sierra Schmidt. Hi. It's so exciting to be sitting down and talking with you today. And like I said, you recently made a big move from Ann Arbor to Scottsdale. Is that right? That's correct. Yep. Okay. So tell me, break it down for me. Tell me about why this was the best move for you right now. And, uh, and now being back training with your dad. Yeah. So, um, you know, it was obviously a really, you know, difficult choice to decide to leave, um, Michigan and, and kind of move cross country. Um, you know, obviously there was a couple of different reasons. Um, number one, uh, my parents just bought a house, um, and they needed a little bit of, of extra help kind of to get things settled. Um, and, and, uh, my dad has kind of been, a constant presence in my swimming career um, for, for, you know, most of my, you know, the time that I've been in swimming. Um, he's always been in the background. Um, you know, he's someone that I always really rely on um, for more of the big picture um, swimming ideas. So I'm, um, and right now we're kind of in this awkward stage where I'm trying to kind of figure out what I'm going to be doing. Um, so he was nice enough to say, okay, I can train you through trials. We'll make this work. Um, you know, until I find a more permanent solution. Um, so it's, it's pretty exciting to, to be back training with him. Yeah. That, that sounds exciting, especially in Arizona. I mean, I, it's, Every time I've been there for the Mesa Pro Summit, it's just like, dude, this place is awesome. <laughs> the weather is great. It's dry. You get to swim outside. Are, are, you at a pool, are you at an outdoor pool currently? I am. Um, I'm currently um, at Cactus Pool, um, which is where Scottsdale Aquatic Club um, trains. But um, I'm right now just training in kind of their open swim um, hours, and they've been nice enough to let me train there. So, um, it's very, very warm. Um, especially going from Michigan, um, where you don't see the sun very much, especially in winter. Um, so it's weird to have tan lines again. Um, but it's definitely, it's, uh, definitely a good fresh start, um, to a new phase in, in my career. Yeah. I, I have to ask just from that, um, what is it like training by yourself, especially with a focus on the events that you swim? It's, it can be very difficult at times, you know, obviously it's, it's a pretty lonely, um, but you know, I think, you know, my dad is there 
um, kind of helping me through each of the workouts. Um, and I think, again, the, the idea that this is kind of just, this is temporary until um, I can find a more permanent solution. So I think that's it. And also, you know, to be honest, being a pro, this is all very new to me. So to be honest, kind of having that freedom to kind of work things out while I'm swimming um, is actually a relief so that I can kind of get my thoughts together um, while going through this completely new process. Yeah, that's, that's a great way to put it. And, uh, you, you hit on a topic. I, I also wanted to get to at some point. So you, you are pro now, um, you're foregoing that, that extra year of eligibility or, or not taking the option, uh, that was granted to your, to everyone in your class. Um, what went into that decision for you? Um, weigh, weighing the options of staying in Michigan or swimming on the team another year versus going pro. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, part of it was, um, I was on track to, to graduate on time. Um, so that was, um, part of the decision. Um, and also I, one of the reasons why I love the NCAA system so much is the fact that you have a limited amount of time to swim in that system. And I think that, um, especially, you know, being a, a person who's kind of been at this level for several years now, um, I think that the NCAA system is vital for the up and comers in the sport to get the experience that they need. Um, you know, and, and for me, philosophically, um, I couldn't see myself, you know, um, taking a spot that someone who needed the experience more um, would, you know, denying them that. So that was, was part of it. And also, you know, I kind of accomplished a lot of the things that I set out um, at the beginning of my college career to accomplish. Um, you know, I was able to make a top three in an event, which was awesome. Um, I was able to all American in two of my two events. Um, I was able to win a big 10 gold medal, um, with my, my teammates in a relay. Um, so it, I kind of accomplished everything that I, I really wanted to. And I think I knew that it was time for me to, to move on and, um, kind of challenge myself into a completely a new world. That was a, that was a great answer. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you, you broke it down so clearly it makes, it makes total sense. Um, when put like that. And so I, yeah, I've, I've got so many follow-up questions. So I'll start, I'll start here. Um, being in your events, like you said, you have been, you've had a really long career and you've been at this level for a really long time. Um, and obviously college swimming was, I'm getting, you know, a big part of that and, and staying motivated and swimming for that team. Now, as you transition into this next phase of your career, again, I mean, you don't, you swim 500 or 400 long course, 800 mile, like you swim long events. Um, what, what keeps you motivated or what's keeping you motivated now to continue this career? Um, you know, no, knowing that you've just, you've done it for so long. Yeah, I mean, I think that there, there's a couple of reasons why, you know, I, you know, can't kind of stay away from the sport, you know, number one is, 
um, the people, you know, I love one of the, the best things that I've been able to do in my career is meet people that I would have never met in normal circumstances. I've met people from all around the world. Um, and they've all taught me so many things. Um, and, and also I'm, you know, just as invested in their success as I am in my own. Um, so, you know, I think I, in that sense, you know, I knew that I still had, I still wanted to be in that kind of environment, um, and, and kind of see the, the amazing things that not only I could do, but the people I really care about. Um, could do. And then um, the, the second is, um, I, I told my parents right after NCAAs that swimming is not done teaching me the things that it wants to teach me. Um, that's something that I really realized in this past year is that this sport has a lot more lessons, both easy and painful to teach me. Um, and I don't think that I can retire until I feel like the sport has taught me everything that it, it has to offer. Um, so that's one of the things that kind of keeps me motivated is that each year I think I learn a different skill or a different kind of idea. And I just don't think the sport's done kind of teaching me all of those things. Again, that's beautifully worded answer. I, I love that. Um, and that's, that's a really cool takeaway to, to be able to get from your sport and from something that is so goal oriented um, and, so, and so time driven very often. Um, so, so it's a great place to ask, what did it teach you this year? You know, with, with such a crazy year of this COVID pandemic, um, what do you feel like you've taken away from this last year of swimming, as well as being a senior on the Michigan team? I think the biggest thing that it's taught me is to to cherish every moment that you have. Um, you know, especially this year. You know, there were times at Michigan where we didn't know if, if we were going to have practice the next day. Um, so, and and it's not just you know, um, the training, like, oh, God, I got, you know, I'm missing a day of training. It's, it's also, you know, at any point, this could be the last day I have with my team, or, you know, at any point, my college career could be done. Um, so I think it really taught me to, to take advantage of the opportunities that are put in front of me, and also just to cherish every moment that, I have with my teammates um, and the people that, you know, motivate me the most. Um, and I mean, the other thing that it's taught me is flexibility. You know, you have to learn to think on your feet and say, okay, you know, I didn't expect that I would have to take daily COVID tests, but all right, that's what the new normal is, you know, all right, we're just going to have to move forward. So I think kind of my, my resiliency has definitely um, changed over this last year where um, situations that would normally knock me off balance and, and um, cause me to freak out a little bit. Now it's more of a, all right, well, 
put that on the pile of things that are going wrong. Let's just move forward with it. Um, so it, it's, it definitely has taught me to roll with the punches. So I got to ask a few specifics about these punches. Um, seemingly from the outside looking in, uh, Big Tens and NCAAs were two very different meets for you. Um, at NCAAs, you placed third in the mile and fourth in the 500. Coming into NCAAs, you were seated last in the 500 free. Um, can you tell me about those two meets and, and, and the differences um, in where you were at leading into both of them? Yeah, absolutely. So unfortunately, at Big Tens, I actually got a horrible stomach bug. Um, initially we, of course, your mind immediately goes to, Oh no, I have COVID. Um, you know, I can remember literally it was, um, it was the night after the night of the 800 free relay sitting in bed, looking up various, um, symptoms of COVID because I was freaking out. I was, Oh God, I have COVID. Um, but you know, the, the testing system at big tens was obviously very, um, very strict. And so by the time I tested again, you know, it was negative. I didn't have it, but I mean, I went 24 hours without eating. Um, and so that definitely kind of knocked me out, um, for most of the meat, which was, you know, it was definitely emotionally, um, a really upsetting circumstance, you know, cause for, for Michigan, our big tens is, is really important to us. Um, and so not being at my best to, to be able to support my team point wise, or even, you know, I was so out of commission that I was, you know, sometimes staying back at the hotel just to sleep because I was so out of commission, you know, and, and that's really, really upsetting when, you know, I was a captain, you know, I was a big point scorer. And so that was a, a big emotional blow at big tens. And, and luckily I had, you know, my teammates were amazing um, and really, really supportive, you know, and, and it's hard when you, you want to make them proud and you want to, you know, um, support them the way that, you know, they support you. So that was, that was really hard. And I think that that's why, you know, I was so determined at NCAAs to really go above and beyond what I thought or they thought I could do. Um, you know, and so especially getting um, third behind um, Evie and Paige, who are just amazing people, you know, that was a really amazing moment. Um, and on the podium, I pointed to them because I did it for them. Um, you know, they're the ones that have stuck by me all year through the shutdowns and everything. So, you know, that was my moment to, to dedicate that swim to them and let them know that they were the reason why I had gotten third. Yeah. I mean, that, that sounds like a roller coaster. Um, I, can you tell me about the, um, where you thought you were physically heading into big tens? I mean, obviously this year of training, like you said, has, has been a little on edge and looked a lot different, but physically, did you feel ready to go heading into those big 10 champs? 
Absolutely. I mean, you know, my, the entire year I was obviously trying to put myself in a situation where I could possibly win a national championship. Um, and we, uh, you know, it's kind of funny. We, um, we had our meet against Michigan state, which obviously was emotional because it was, um, our last official meet with them. Um, but I had actually asked if I could swim a mile at that meet because I hadn't swum a mile in a year and I wanted to really make sure going into big tens that I was fully ready. Um, and that's when, um, I went the 1553 and actually really saved my bacon. Um, <laughs> you know, concerning what happened at big tens. Um, but you know, after that race, you know, and I was in deep training at that point, I was not rested at all. Um, so I was like, okay, I'm in a great position, you know, going into big tents. I was like, this is going to be great. I'm going to have a good time. And then I got sick. So it's definitely, you know, a lot how big tents and NCs went is kind of how my year has training wise has been as well. Um, and again, I think it just, you kind of just shrug your shoulders and say, okay, that, that really sucked. That wasn't fun, but you know what, that's not the last opportunity, you know, time to brush it off next thing. What can we do? How can we get around this? Yeah. And I mean, you, you know, you mentioned, how much you've leaned on your teammates all year, as I'm sure a lot of college swimmers have a lot of everyone has, right. (laughs) Uh, Is there, were there, were there things that you kind of learned or picked up personally that helped you get through this whole year and those ups and downs? Yeah. I mean, you know, my, my teammates were, and still are my, my biggest inspiration, you know, they, you know, it's very, it's very easy when things go wrong to point fingers or to, um, you know, just collapse the entire team dynamic. Um, and one of the, you know, the things that I'm most proud about the team is that, you know, we stuck together that entire year through shutdowns, through positive cases, through, you know, all of these ups and through, you know, a, um, virtual school year through all of these going, not being able to do traditions that we've done for a long time. Um, and just the fact that all of those girls stuck through that all. And, you know, a lot of them did so well, you know, I couldn't be more proud to be their teammate. Um, and like I said, they were really my, my inspiration the entire year. Yeah. And so can you take me through, um, a little bit more specifically of, of what training looked like, especially in the fall? Um, cause I just, everyone's restrictions, guidelines, what they had to go through hoops, they had to jump through, um, looked so different. Um, when you actually got back to campus in Ann Arbor in the summer or fall, whenever that was for you, what, what did training look like? I mean, training initially was all over the place. I mean, we were, we were driving because um, Canham had been completely shut down. So at that point, it was still warm enough that we could train outside. So we were able to find some local pools and we were able to train there. But obviously, it's not the, the most ideal. Um, you know, a lot of times we had to commute ourselves. And on top of that, um, 
you know, Michigan was one of the most strict in terms of testing protocols. Um, you know, we've done pretty much every test, COVID test that is available. We've done the rapid test. We've done PCR. We've done antigen. We did three times a week. We did daily you know, we've pretty much done, we did every kind of testing uh, that that is on the market. But, you know, the, the big thing is that, you know, the, the department was, was willing to invest that money into making sure that we could train and that we could do the things that we need to do. And a lot of times we had to be creative where, all right, you know, weight rooms not open or even pools not up open. All right. I guess we can go for a run, you know, let's pull up an exercise class. Let's do some hit. Okay. I can't train with other people. All right. How can we work this out? You know, it, it definitely was a very creative um, training situation. And, and again, you know, even once we got past Christmas, you know, we thought, okay, maybe things will calm down. Nope. Um, you know, we still had to deal with shutdowns. We still had to do with, had to deal with testing, um, you know, and constantly being on edge. And, you know, I think at a certain point we just were like, okay, this is what we have to deal with. You know, let's, you know, the big thing was let's communicate with each other. Let's make sure that, okay, we're shut down again. What can we do? What's available? You know, how can we work around this? Um, you know, and, and I think, you know, was it the most ideal training situation? Obviously not. But, you know, I think that we made it work. And mentally, I think all of us decided, okay, when we're working, we're working full, you know, full throttle, everything that we can give every workout. Um, you know, and I think that really showed in, in the success of, of the team this year. That's, I, I love that mentality. It's, and it seems like it worked, obviously, <laughs> uh, you know, it, it seems like you and the Michigan team all had great years. Um, I'd like to go back to something you mentioned earlier, just about learning from the sport and kind of having that approach with your swimming is it, have you always had that mindset or that approach to swimming? And, and if not, you know, when do you feel like that started to develop or you have, you started to have that shift of change of, okay, I'm seeing, I'm looking at my swimming from this perspective. No, for sure. I mean, I think the, the biggest moment, you know, all through my career, my, my parents were the kind of, I mean, so I'm the daughter of two runners, two Michigan runners. Um, my mom was a professional runner for Adidas. Um, so they kind of get the, the, the mentality of, of athletics. And especially when I was younger, it was always the, what's the next step, you know? And when you made that step, you celebrate it, you, you take a moment to appreciate that you've made that step but then you need to know what the next step is and the next step is. And so that was my, you know, my mentality for, for most of my younger swimming days. Um, and I think, you know, the biggest change was actually at Pan Am's. That was my first, you know, big girl meet, 
it was my first national meet. I can remember being, you know, very, very excited. Um, so much so that the older members of the team uh, were kind of laughing at me in a, in a good natured way, because I was just very, very excited just to be there, let alone anything that I did. Um, but the biggest thing that I learned from that meet was that it is the duty of the older swimmers to pass on their knowledge to the next generation. And I was lucky enough to have a lot of very, very experienced older kids like Natalie Coughlin, Madison Kennedy, you know, really uh, Cullen Jones, really accomplished swimmers that were willing to talk to me and say, this is how I do things. You know, here are some tidbits that I've learned. So, and you know, because of that, I learned that there's a whole system of knowledge in not just USA swimming, but in swimming in general, you know, and so I've always tried to take the time to learn from every person that I have had, you know, the opportunity to swim with or to, to talk with even in passing and learn how they see the sport. What did they learn? Um, because I think that swimming is a huge puzzle and you can't, and even if you disagree with how someone views the sport, it's still a puzzle piece that you need to see swimming as a big picture. Um, you know, and now that I'm at the level that I'm at, it's my job to pass on that knowledge to the next generation. Um, and, and I think that's really another thing that really makes motivates me to continue into a professional career because I think that I still have more to give to you know the younger generation and just to the sport in general yeah so this is perfect this is exactly where I wanted this to go Um, so it seems like you've probably considered this a little bit but now that you are in this phase of your pro career, do you have any ideas of what you want that to look like just in terms or, or what you might want to gain out of that in terms of there's, there's, there's a lot of options, right? You know, you have ISL that's, that's, that's budding now and you have long course meets that people focus on and you have, there, there's different avenues for a pro career to take now in swimming. Have you thought about what, any idea of what you want your career to look like in this phase? I think for me, I'm kind of casting my net really wide and seeing kind of what, what's really out there. I'm kind of not, I'm not leaving anything out of possibility, you know, where, you know, I'm open to, Hey, maybe, you know, I should race more because I've raced a lot of meets um, in Asia. Maybe I should do more meets there because I know that, you know, every time that I've gone there, fans have been very, very receptive. Um, to kind of my dancing and, and my performances. Um, you know, I've also considered, you know, maybe ISL, that could be re- something that I've never done before is very, something that's very different. Um, you know, again, that's probably has something to teach me. It's also something that a lot of the events are much shorter than what I'm used to. You know, that is a really cool challenge that, okay, you know, I'm going to have to learn how to do better at the shorter races. Um, So for me, I'm kind of casting my net wide and seeing kind of what's out there. What are the opportunities? Um, Because I think there's just so much out there 
um, you know, and kind of giving it a shot and seeing, you know, what goes well. And some of them might not go well, but again, it kind of goes into, all right, that didn't work, you know, but at least I tried it. At least, you know, I gave it a shot and, you know, maybe I shouldn't do that next time, but I learned something from that. Yeah. And, and training wise, kind of a similar question, you know, do you, are you happy with the kind of training you are doing right now, or you were doing at Michigan or, or are, are you looking for something that's a little more newer to you at the moment? I'm always of the belief that change is very good um, because, you know, especially for distance swimmers, it's so easy to get callous to the work. If you do the same work year in and year out, you're, you're eventually your body is going to get used to it. Um, so I always think that changing it up, keeping your body you know, guessing is actually really good because if your body's still guessing, it is going to do something different. It's kind of the, the mentality. If you keep doing the same thing, you're going to get the same result. Um, you know, so changing things up has always been, um, really important to me, you know, to be like, okay, you know, and even as far as, you know, it'll even happen during meets, you know, where, all right, that 400 was not very good. What can I change either mentally or in my stroke so that I don't repeat that performance? Um, and that's kind of how I approach every program is, okay, I'm open to anything, kind of throw what you got at me, um, you know, and I might fall flat on my face, but it'll be something different and something more interesting. Um, you know, again, if you keep doing the same thing, it gets a little boring. Um, so it's just keeping things fresh uh, and, you know, keep challenging the body in different ways. Love that philosophy too. Yeah. That, I mean, and that, I think that makes a lot of sense, especially for distance swimmers. Like you said, the work can, can callous you. Uh, which, which makes a lot of sense to me at least. So, so moving forward for you, um, we've got Olympic trials in five weeks, six weeks. (laughs) Oh God. (laughs) Um, you, will this be your second Olympic trials? Yes. This will be my second time around. Okay. How are you feeling heading into this meet, especially knowing what a different beast this meet is and having been to it before? I'm, it's kind of funny. I'm kind of excited. Um, you know, I think, you know, this sounds a little bit bad and I hope I'm going to knock on wood, but you know, I've kind of, um, gone through difficulties before, um, you know, and I think I can, I can cope with this one. Um, you know, and, and obviously I'm going to be very lucky that my dad's going to be on deck. Um, on top of that, my mom is going to be in the stands. She got some tickets. Um, so I'll have my kind of my support network there. Um, you know, I have a lot of friends that are going. So, you know, I think going into trials, especially for me, I'm going, it's always better for me to go in with no expectations, just, okay, let's make the final first. And then from there, let's, we'll give it a shot. You know, we'll see kind of where it lands me. Um, you know, and I think especially going into, this is my second time around. I think the first time around I got a little bit too excited 
Um, and and I, I still swam very well, but I definitely didn't swim up to my expectations because I put it's so easy at trials to put so much pressure on yourself. Um, and I think that was what I learned from that meet was, okay, let's just let things happen. Let's just chill out. Um, you know, and especially um, being a pro, I think I'm going to have a couple of different things kind of pulling at my mind, which is always better. It's not good for me to be too focused on one thing. Um, so I think, yeah, I'm just going to kind of go forward. We're going to see um, what happens. I'm actually going up to the Olympic Training Center to get some altitude training beforehand. Um, again, I haven't been up at altitude for quite a few years now. So I'm sure I'm going to be struggling up there for a couple of weeks. But I think that, again, it'll keep keep things fresh and, you know, it's going to be um, I'm really excited to have a good experience. Yeah. I going into an Olympic trials, I don't even think you need to put pressure on yourself. I think you walk into Omaha and you just feel the pressure immediately Oh yeah, <laughs> that you can cut the tension with, you know, with a knife in the, in the air oh, yeah. of that, of that pool deck. It's, it's a crazy me to just attend or watch as, as a fan or as a member of the media. Um, so I, I have to ask over the years, have you, you said, you know, you, you have to manage those expectations. Um, is there anything specific you do to kind of get yourself mentally in that place of, you know what, I, I know that, that it's easy to have these expectations and, and I'm going to set those aside. No, for sure. I mean, so I have a couple of ways that I kind of manage it. I mean, obviously, the first one is the dancing. That's kind of the immediate, um, you know, band aid of, okay, I'm very, very nervous. You know, let's do something to take my mind off of what is there. Um, and I think this will be an easier meet, because I've done this before. You know, the first first time at trials, you're always going to kind of fall on your face because, you know, like you said, I can remember walking out for the 800 final and, and, you know, I had been to international meets at that point. I had been at a high level, but there was nothing like walking out of the tunnel into a sold out basketball arena you know, it's one of the biggest, you know, audiences in person that we perform in front of, you know, and I mean, I kind of pooped my pants. <laughs> I was like, Oh, my God. So I think now that I know what's coming on, um, I'm able to kind of manage things a little bit differently. Um, I'm also a huge this is kind of funny, but I'm really into bullet journaling. Um, and so that's a way that I kind of mentally can get my thoughts onto paper and say, okay, I, I am nervous. I do have expectations, but I'm going to put them on the page and then that's where they're going to stay. Um, and I think that's also really helped me. Um, I also have, you know, video games, shows, different ways when I'm out of the pool to make sure that I'm not wasting energy worrying about what's in the pool. Um, so I think it's just for me, it's kind of that balance of distraction, but not too much distract distraction that I'm not paying attention. Um, so and I'm lucky that my dad is probably going to keep me on uh, on my toes being like, come on, 
no, no more. Come on, <laughs> put the headphones down. <laughs> that does seem like a, a helpful tool to, to, to have Deb there being like, all right, we got to stay on track. <laughs> yeah, come on, come on now. <laughs> well, that's, that's super helpful and really insightful. So I appreciate you sharing the, those, those methods with us. Um, Sierra, thank you so much for taking the time to sit down and chat today. Uh, I really appreciate it. Before we sign off, any parting thoughts for our audience? No, I mean, you know, please, you know, support us in any way. Um, you know, even though it's going to be a limited, um, a limited audience in the venue at Olympic Trials, you know, reach out uh, on social media, either both to me and any other swimmer. You know, we really appreciate any support that we can get, um, you know, and we'll feel your support even if you guys aren't in the venue with us. Um, so please continue um, supporting us um, to kind of achieve our, our dreams of making the Olympic team. You've been listening to the Swim Swam podcast. Stay tuned for new episodes every week. You can take Swim Swim podcasts on the go by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. Look for links in the description below and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel for more videos as well.